This is your Classical Break, your daily dose of classical music. I'm Tyler Alderson, and today we'll be listening to Gabriel Faure's prelude to his opera Penelope. This opera was a long time in the making, because Faure was a busy man. As the head of the Paris Conservatoire, he had both teaching and administrative work that left him little in the way of free time or vacation to do his composing. The initial push to write an opera came in 1907, when a singer expressed surprise to Faure that he hadn't yet written an opera. But it would take another six years before he finally got around to finishing it in 1913. Even then, he was scrambling right at the end and had to hire an assistant to help with the orchestration as the premiere date crept closer and closer. That first performance didn't go as well as Foray might have hoped, with lackluster reviews and less than enthusiastic promotion from the theater. But Foray knew that the big challenge would be wooing the audiences in Paris, who were both hungry for opera and ready to tear apart any that didn't meet their standards. Luckily, they loved it, and the opera was reviewed favorably not only in the Parisian papers, but in many international ones as well. Foray might have had a hit opera, if not for some pretty bad luck. After the success of the Paris premiere, it might have been a worthy addition to the repertoires of opera houses in Paris and beyond. Maybe he would have written more operas. But three weeks after that performance, the same theater put on a new ballet by Stravinsky, The Rite of Spring. It was unlike anything anyone had ever heard before, and for some people, that was not a good thing. You might not think of classical music audiences as ones to riot, but that's more or less what happened, with fighting breaking out between the avant-garde factions who loved it and the traditionalist factions who hated it. The conflict dominated the musical conversation in Paris, shoving Foray and his opera aside. Within six months, the theater that premiered Penelope had shut down, and with the outbreak of World War I the following year, the opera was all but forgotten. There have been various productions of it over the years, and one thing that strikes me is that if you read the reviews, they all seem to have the same thing to say. Something along the lines of, I hadn't heard this one before, but I like it. Why isn't it put on more? Part of the issue is that Foray is seen as a master of chamber music, an intimate composer, rather than a composer of the big dramatic music associated with opera. And some of those traits shine through even when he does take to the stage. Take the subject. It's from classical Greek mythology, but rather than Odysseus's exploits or the fall of Troy... Foray chooses the quieter drama at home as Odysseus's wife, Penelope, waits for him and fends off various suitors. The prelude itself starts subdued, opening not with a bang or a fanfare, but a slow, lilting theme in the strings. There's plenty of bang later, though, as Foray flirts with a bigger, more Wagnerian sound that's appropriately dramatic for the stage. This piece may have taken him out of his comfort zone, but Foray is up to the task. And it's enough to make you wonder, well, why isn't this put on more? Here's Ernst Azermet and the orchestra of the Swiss Romande with the prelude to Foray's opera Penelope.
It's such beautiful music, and that's what I love about Foray, but also something that might have held him back a little bit. He wasn't that avant-garde iconoclast that some of the other composers of his day were. He was just a master at creating beautiful music. Thanks to the Orchestra of the Swiss Remond for putting that up on imslp.org. And thank you for listening. If you have the chance, please rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're getting it. I'm Tyler Alderson, and tomorrow we're going to be listening to one of those composers that pushed the envelope a little bit more, Prokofiev and his Stalingrad Sonata. I'll see you then.